Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun owners in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Trump takes over Austin, Texas, promises to take back the White House in 2024. An armed assailant shoots and kills 10 people in Buffalo, New York, supermarket. And in San Antonio, Texas, a school district decided to allow teachers to carry guns at school. We're going to tell you what the laws are here in Texas and how that works. We're going to tell you what your rights are, what you're capable of doing, when you can shoot someone, when you can't shoot them, when you can threaten someone with a gun. We're going to break down the law and tell you what the Texas law says. You know why? Because this is coming talking and you're going to learn today. That's right. So let's go back to Trump. President Trump says he's going to take over Austin. Before we talk about that, I got to warn you, this video that we're going to show you is very graphic, very, very graphic. So if you're on YouTube, you're watching it on our Facebook page, you're watching it, watching it on band.tv, you might want to remove any kids from the screen because this is very graphic. This is a shooting that took place in Buffalo, New York at the supermarket. All right, so the assailant apparently records the video himself from his own camera. I believe he was live streaming this. And apparently what he did was he immediately jumped out of the vehicle and started shooting people that were walking into the grocery store. And he made sure that he completely annihilated the people that he was shooting at. Uh, he goes into the grocery store. He shoots at Everyone he saw in the grocery store, he had a malfunction. He corrected his malfunction and continued to shoot. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a prime example of why you need to be aware of your surroundings at all times. This is why you need to make sure you carry always because I don't go in bad places. I've never gone into a bad place. But what if a person decides that they, you know what, that's the place they want to go into and annihilate innocent people? I want to always be prepared. And you need to train. You need to be proficient in your firearm. You need to be proficient in knowing what the difference is between cover and concealment because there's a difference. Uh, there's cover that can protect you from the bullets that are coming in. Then there's concealment that just hides you from the person who's trying to kill you. 
You need to know what all that stuff is so that way you can effectively protect your family and also protect yourself. Because by the, by the time the police arrive on the scene, the shooter is probably out of ammunition and is ready to, ready to surrender. But I like to stop that person before they kill me. So come to class. Take a class. Learn proficiency. Take another class after that to get even more proficient. Then take another class after that to learn how to shoot and move. Then take another class after that to make sure that you're working on your concealment. Then take another class after that that makes sure that you can draw your firearm from a holster from concealment. Then take another class after that to make sure that you learn and you can apply everything. Then take another class after that to make sure that it all works. You need to be aware of your, your, aware of your surroundings at all times. It just, it, it's not going to be one class. If you've only taken a, a beginner course, you're not ready to defend yourself. If you've only taken a license to carry hand course, you cannot defend yourself. If you have only, you've only taken the beginner course, the license to carry handgun course, and another course, you're not ready to defend yourself. you got to continue to practice and continue to train before you can effective, effectively defend yourself and protect your family. It's important that you aware your surroundings and what's going on because the bad guys can be anywhere. This guy went to a random supermarket, which I believe was random, allegedly, and committed these heinous crimes to the fact of, Zach, how many people were killed? How many people were injured? He killed 10 people and injured three more. So 13 is the total of uh, affected people there. And it's never a surprise. You know, it's never a surprise. Either the family's crazy, they're crazy, and yes, I said it. Don't call me. I'm not a medical professional, so I use the word crazy. So either his mother, his father were crazy, and the media will know in a couple of days, maybe even hours, uh, whether or not the mother and father were crazy. And he's probably crazy. And he's crazy. There's, there's going to be some history. I don't even know, but I tell you, I can guess. There's going to be some history with him. So He's done something before this where he has some type of interaction with law enforcement. Anyone that carries out something this heinous has had previous interaction with law enforcement. His something going on with the family because you would have to be a nutcase of a mother and a father, a complete idiot of a mother and a father to not know that your son, something that you brought into this world, could possibly kill an innocent people on a mass scale. That means something's wrong with you or and something's wrong with your kid. And this is why I support abortion. Abort them now. Drop them now. That's right. If you can't, if you can't, if you don't want to deal with them, then let's go ahead and abort them. I support it 100 percent So, Zach, go ahead and give us a back, give us an update. Anything coming out right now of this guy and what happened? Um well, from I tell you what, what I've heard. I tell you, before you do that, Zach, we have a we have another video. Um, but you know, you know what? No, go ahead and tell us. Go ahead and tell us because there's another video I want to I want to play uh, of the mayor of Buffalo, the police chief or sheriff of that city, and they're going to break down, you know, a little bit of what they know. But go ahead, Zach. So they're calling this a hate crime. Hate crime. Why is it a hate crime? I need to know why. I'm from Missouri, the Show Me State. Why is it a hate crime? Because he had the N word. Uh, scrawled onto the side of his AR-15. All right, so not because of the first person that he shot or the second person he shot, because he had the N-word right, written over the barrel of his 
AR-15. Okay. All right, so in it's hate his crime. manifesto, he talks about uh, the dangers of immigration, and uh, they're so, calling him a white supremacist, and they're saying that in high school, in his political science class, there was this exercise that all the students did in front of the class to talk about a theoretical country that they could make up and what kind of government would it have. And a former classmate of his said that he had, he came up with a totalitarian government that was uh, similar to uh, Nazi Germany. Mm. Nutcase. Mm -hmm. Psycho crazy should have been aborted immediately. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what else? So he's totally off of his rocker. He wore a hazmat suit the first week of his senior year of high school to school all week. A hazmat suit. And, and just so you know, one of, the, one of the first people that he shot was a security officer. Uh, the security officer fired shots at him, but because this guy wore body armor, he actually had on body armor and a helmet, it did nothing when the, when the officer shot at him. So he was able to shoot and kill the security officer who was a former police officer. We come back from the break. We're going to hear what the local authorities, the elected officials, had to say about this shooting. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. We're talking about the Buffalo shooting. Uh, so apparently this 18-year-old, he was 18, shot and killed 10 people at a Buffalo supermarket, had researched the local demographics and arrived in the area a day in advance to conduct reconnaissance with the express purpose of killing as many people as possible. And according to the officials on the ground, he was looking to kill as many black people as possible. The chilling revelation prompted grief and anger in the predominantly black neighborhood around Topps Friendly Market, which is a grocery store, where a group of people gathered to lead chants of Black Lives Matter and mourn victims that included an 86-year-old woman who had just visited her husband in a nursing home 
and a security guard who fired multiple shots at the suspect. According to the Reverend Denise Walden Glenn, she says this, somebody filled his heart with so full of hate that he will destroy and devastate our community. Now, speaking at the National Peace Officers Memorial Service at the U.S. Capitol, President Joe Biden said, we must all work together to address the hate that remains a stain on the soul of America. As the country reeled from its latest mass shooting, new details emerged about the gunman's past, and here they are. Let's see. So, um, according to the governor of New York, she says, it's not, if not, you know, then I'm going to hold you responsible. So the governor of New York said that, hey, she's demanding technology companies to tell her whether they've done everything humanly possible to make sure they are monitoring violent content as soon as it appears. And she's saying if they're not doing that, she's going to hold them responsible. That's the governor of New York. Now, Twitch said in a statement that it ended the transmission less than two minutes after the violence started. The shooter, identified as Peyton Gendron, had previously threatened a shooting at his high school. A law enforcement official told the Associated Press this, and the Buffalo Police Commissioner, Joseph, um, actually confirmed this, Gr Joseph Grimaglio, confirmed that at a press conference that then 17-year-old who you know was brought in for a mental health evaluation afterwards. Now, federal law bars people from owning a gun if a judge has determined they have a mental defect or they have been forced into a mental institution. But an evaluation alone would not trigger their prohibition. Federal authorities were still working to confirm the authenticity, authenticity sorry, of a racist 180-page manifesto that detailed the plot and identified Gendron by name as the gunman. A preliminary investigation found that Gendron had repeatedly researched the 2019 Moss shooting in, um, in New Zealand, and the man who killed Dozen at a summer camp in Norway in 2011, according to law enforcement officials. Portions of the Twitch video circulating online show the gunman firing volley after volley of shots in less than a minute, and as he raced through the parking lot and then the store, pausing for just a moment to reload. At one point, he trains his weapon on a white person cowering behind a checkout counter, but says sorry and doesn't shoot. Screenshots purporting to be from the broadcast appear to show a racial epithet scrolled on his rifle as well as the number 14 a likely reference to a white supremacist slogan. Authorities said that he shot in total 11 people. Um, 11 of them, I'm sorry, 11 of them were black and two were white. And this, uh, 11, yeah. And this individual came here with the express purpose of taking as many black people, black lives as possible, according to the Buffalo mayor, uh, Brian Bound. And he said this at a news conference on Sunday today. The manifesto posted online outlined that a racist ideology rooted in a belief that the United States should belong only to white people. All others, the document said, were replacers who should be eliminated by force or terror. The attack was intended to intimidate all non-white, non-Christian, 
people and get them to leave the country. Now, it wasn't immediately clear why Gendron had traveled about 200 miles from his Conklin, New York home to Buffalo and that particular grocery store. But investigators believe Gendron had specifically researched the demographics of the population around the Tops Friendly Market, according to the officials. He conducted reconnaissance on the area and store the day before the shooting. And uh, Gendron says that uh, he had he had appeared on the radar of the police last year after he threatened to carry out a shooting you know, at one of the, the high schools there, apparently the high school that he attended around the time of the graduation. The law enforcement official who spoke on condition of anonymity said the official has not authorized is not authorized to speak publicly on the investigation. New York State Police said troopers were called to the Conklin School last June for a report that a 17-year-old student had made threatening statements. He spent a day and a half at the hospital before being released, according to the authorities, and then had no further contact with law enforcement. According to the officials there, um, he has surrendered to police who confronted him in the supermarket and convinced him to drop the rifle he put he had put to his neck. He was arraigned after Saturday on a murder charge, appearing before a judge in a paper gown. Now, federal agents served multiple search warrants to interview uh, this guy's family, his parents, who were co cooperating with investigators, according to law enforcement officials. The Buffalo attack was just the latest act of mass violence in a country unsettled by racial tension, according to this media outlet, the Associated Press. Uh, gun violence in a recent spy, uh, spat of hate crimes, and it came just a month after a shooting on a Brooklyn subway wounded 10 people. Just over a year, 10 were killed, and a shooting at, at a Colorado supermarket is just too much, according to this one reporter with the Associated Press. Um, it's a combination of a bunch of things. So you're looking at um, people that are you know, dealing with you know, the pandemic, you know, being locked up. Uh, you're dealing with, you know, something that we've always said in the past when it comes to family and, you know, something that someone that commits a crime like this uh, family, you know, your your family members, your mother, your father, someone knows something is wrong and something's going on and they haven't taken their appropriate steps. You know, I like the fact that I will get families that contact the gun store and they will they'll tell me, hey, my family member, my son, my daughter, my brother, my whoever, you know, is having a mental breakdown. Uh, please don't sell them a gun and we won't sell them a gun. You know, so, you know, they're I like the fact that family members get involved in things of this nature where they're trying to make sure that something bad doesn't happen and they can reach their family member and get them some assistance, some help. This case here doesn't look like their family. Their family knew something's wrong with them. Either something's wrong with the family themselves or they knew something was wrong with this idiot, this crazy person. And he did nothing to help this. And, and, and that's the problem that we're faced with. Um, what else are you seeing, Zach? Anything that I miss? Um, well, he's crazy. He got that part. Definitely down. cray cray. Uh -huh. So he threatened that uh, high school graduation. He threatened a shooting there. And I guess they uh, took him in for an evaluation, but it did not trigger the uh, what is that medical hold right. that they so, have on people right. where or you can't it, buy a gun after. And he wasn't admitted into a facility against his will. Yeah. 
um, for a certain a certain time frame. So it didn't Does trigger it have to the be denial. three days or what? I'm not sure what it is, but once you're admitted to a facility against your will after a certain time frame, then that prohibits you. You're on the list. You're prohibited from purchasing a firearm from a gun store or carrying on the Texas constitutional carry law. Mm-hmm. In Texas, that is, even though this happened in New York. Yeah, that was in New York. And New York, mind you, have some of the stricter gun laws that we have in the country. Between New York and California, they have very strict gun laws. Very guy, strict. So this guy was from New York. You know, even with the New York laws, the New York gun laws, was able to purchase a firearm and commit this heinous crime. So with New York and California having the strict, the most strict, restrictive gun laws that we have in this nation, this still was not, pre, you know, prevented. It still happened. That is why it's important for you. We can't depend on laws, you know. You know, you you, you can't create new laws. You you can't legislate crazy. But what we can do, instead of trying to legislate crazy, is we can actually we can arm ourselves, train ourselves, and protect ourselves. Yeah, just imagine if every patron in that grocery store had a gun of their own and they knew how to use it. There, there's a video of that. There's a video of a guy that goes into a license to carry handgun course. He tries to steal a gun in a license to carry handgun course. Go figure this out. And then they get this guy outside in the parking lot. The police show up. This guy fights with the police, tries to reach the police officers a gun, and literally the instructors, employees, and the police all pull their guns out and shoot this guy. That's what's supposed to happen when everyone's carrying a gun. Mm -hmm. The bad guy shows himself. When the devil, when evil shows its evil skin, its devilish eyes, you pull your gun out and you put him to sleep. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about, you know, what's going on, what happened with the Trump rally in Austin, Texas. We're going to talk about uh, San Antonio. District says, hey, they want to allow their teachers to carry guns. We're going to talk about all this and the news going on around the world and around the United States. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Williford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin's Talk 1370.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. It started out as a beautiful day in the city of Buffalo has turned into a terrible day and one of tremendous heartbreak for every member of our community. We have suffered a mass shooting with multiple casualties and several people injured. This is the worst nightmare that any community can face. The shooter was not from this community. In fact, the shooter traveled hours from outside this community to perpetrate this crime on the people of Buffalo. At approximately 2.30 today, an individual who the mayor stated is not from this area and is from hours away, drove to the Buffalo, went to 1275 Jefferson Avenue to the Tops Market. He exited his vehicle. He was very heavily armed. He had tactical gear. He had a tactical helmet on. He had a camera that he was live streaming what he was doing. The individual exited his car and engaged four individuals. He shot four people in the parking lot. Three of those were deceased. One individual uh, at this time is surviving the injury. The individual went inside, as I said, he's an 18-year-old white male, walked into the store and began engaging customers inside the store. One of the individuals inside the store is the security guard, a beloved security guard, who is a retired Buffalo police officer, a hero in our eyes, engaged the suspect, fired multiple shots, struck the suspect, but because he had heavily armed, uh, armored plating on, uh, that bullet had no round. The suspect engaged our retired officer, and he was ultimately uh, shot and deceased at the scene. He continued to work his way through the store, um, ultimately, um, he worked his way back towards the front of the store. Buffalo police immediately respond, engage the suspect in the uh, vestibule of the store. And at that point, the suspect put the gun to his own neck. Buffalo police personnel, two patrol officers, uh, talked the suspect into dropping the gun. He dropped the gun, took off some of his tactical gear, surrendered at that point, and he was led outside, um, put in a police car and transported to Buffalo police headquarters. So as we said, a total of 13 people were shot today. 10 deceased at the scene, and three sustained um, non-life-threatening injuries. It appears to be non-life-threatening injuries at that point. Uh, four in total were store employees. One of those was the security guard who has worked at that location for a very long time. Um, and, uh, you know, many officers are on scene here, knew him quite well. And uh, the rest of the victims are customers of the store. This was pure evil. It was straight-up, racially motivated hate crime from somebody outside of our community, outside of the city of Good Neighbors, as the mayor said, coming into our community and trying to inflict that evil upon us. All right, so coming out of California, we got some breaking news. Breaking news out of California. Multiple people shot at a California church, and this the shooting happened at an unarmed church on the 24,000 block of El Toro Road in the city of Laguna Woods. The Orange County Sheriff's Department said this in a tweet uh, just moments ago, hours ago, not even hours ago. Uh, they've detained one person and have recovered a weapon that may be involved, and no further details are immediately available at this time. So Laguna Woods is a city of about 
16,000 people located 50 miles southeast of downtown Los Angeles. Many of the residents live in Laguna, Laguna Woods Village, a sprawling 55 and over community that dates back to 1960s. So as these things happen, whenever there's a major shooting, the media talks about it. What it does is it spurs the other cray crays to come out of their box and commit shootings all around the country and different states. So we're going to see this in the next few days. As the media talks about this, as we're talking about it, it's going to spur other shootings. And that is why it's important for you to train. It's important for you to carry. And it's important for you to understand what your rights are and what the laws are. Because by the time the police arrive at any scene, whether you're at church, I believe in praise the Lord, and I believe in passing the ammunition. In Texas, if you're in Texas and you want to carry a gun in church, you can. it is legal for you to carry a gun in church in Texas with or without a license. Um, so you can do that. If the church posts a sign that says like a 30.05 sign, that means a person who's carrying the Texas constitutional carry law cannot carry. If the church decides to post a simple gun buster sign, a gun with the a sign with a gun on it with a line drawn through it, or or no firearm sound sign, all those work for constitutional carry. You cannot carry your firearm in that church. If the church decides to post a 30.06 sign, that means a license holder cannot conceal carry their handgun. If the church decides to post a 30.07 sign, that means a license holder cannot openly carry their handgun. If the church decides to post no sign at all and just they just tell you verbally that you cannot carry, then you cannot carry. You have to leave the gun in your vehicle. But as a license holder in Texas, you're a license holder. You have a license to carry a handgun. You can actually, if you don't see the sign, you don't notice the 30.06 sign. You don't notice the 30.07 sign. You can actually go in the church, and it's up to the church, uh, the you know, the congregation, the parishioners is up to one of them, someone who's working for the church, uh, maybe security to tell you verbally you have to leave your gun in the vehicle or you need to leave with the firearm. If you leave, there's no punishment. If you, if you refuse to leave, that is criminal trespass. And since you're carrying a firearm, that is a class A misdemeanor of criminal trespass, which means up to one year in jail. And you can lose your license for seven years. That's how it works. So, yes, with a license, you can carry a gun inside of a church. Absolutely. Look for the signs. If you have a license to carry a handgun, look for the signs. If they give you verbal notice, then you need to leave. You need to leave. But if they don't, if you have a license, you don't see the sign, you don't notice the sign, and the only signs that apply to license holders uh, is going to be a at a church is going to be a thirty dot zero six sign or a thirty dot zero seven sign. Those are the only signs that apply to license holders. The signs they post for constitutional carry do not apply to license holders. Those signs only apply to people that are carrying on the Texas constitutional carry law without a license to carry handgun. So as a license holder, just the 30.0607 sign applies to you. But as a license holder, if you don't see the sign, you don't notice it, you go in, they have to tell you verbally. So basically, you have to do a bad job of concealing your firearm. So I recommend you understand what the laws are. Come to class. Learn the update and changes of the laws. I'm so tired of Sundays. 
Sunday, every single Sunday, someone has to take a beginner or firearm safety course from me because their course is either court ordered or they're trying to get a case either dismissed or they're trying to do pretrial diversion and take a firearm safety course to get that case dropped down or dismissed. Instead, come to class first. Don't do what you do, what you think you can do, what they tell you on Facebook. And these Facebook attorneys are telling you wrong, you know, and then do the wrong thing and have to spend thousands of dollars to defend yourself or negotiate a charge. Instead, come to class and educate yourself so you know what the laws are. And then you know, you know what you can and can't do. Because I can tell you some tricks of the trade. I can tell you some ways to get through and around the law, you know, at legally, that is. You know, I'm not an attorney, so I can't give you legal advice, but I can tell you. Uh, a lot of information, give you a lot of information on what you can and cannot do. Keep yourself out of trouble. So come see me. Come to class. Ask those hard questions. If you take a class with someone else, ask your instructor the hard questions. Ask your instructor, you know, about carrying a firearm within a thousand feet of a school. You know, what's the difference between the state law and the federal law when you're within a thousand feet of a school? Ask your instructor about going to the airport. You know, if you have a license, can you be charged criminally? When you accidentally forget and you take your gun through security at the airport in Texas, ask your instructor that. Ask your instructor about shooting someone for criminal trespass. Ask your instructor about going out and having a drink and carrying your firearm. Ask your instructor about the difference between a bar, 51%, and the restaurant. And how do you know if a bar is posting the correct sign? Can you verify that? Ask your instructor that. If they can't answer those questions, then you take your class from the wrong person. Come to class. Educate yourself. Learn the laws. Because I guarantee you, when you leave my class, you will know the laws. You'll know what you can and can't do. Ask the hard questions. Don't let them off the hook. They're your instructor. So dig deep. Dig in. And ask those very, very hard questions. Right, Zach? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> do it that's right i tell you san antonio man I, it's just crazy you know uh you know this this little case you know um a small district uh school district in, in san antonio 25 miles east of san antonio will now allow certain qualified teachers and staff members to carry concealed firearms on campus i love this i love this i love this i love this uh, Laverna Independent School District Board of Trustees unanimously approved the Guardian program on Monday. Okay, so there's a difference between the school marshal and the Guardian. Take a class. We'll tell you the difference. In addition to already having a license to carry, staff members who want to become a Guardian must complete 20 hours at a firing range, 20 hours of classroom training, and pass an annual psychological exam and take random drug tests. Um, about 80% of La Vernia in ISD staff supported the Guardian program in a survey that was taken before the board approved it. And as aside from the Guardian program, Texas schools can also have one school marshal per 400 students who can carry a firearm. I'm actually an instructor for the Guardian program. I'm an instructor for the Lice to Carry Handgun course. I'm an instructor for the Guardian program. I'm an instructor for uh, private security, level two, level three, level four, private security. Man, you want to know this stuff, you got to come to class and ask those hard questions so you're not surprised by the law. 
You're not shocked. You're not listening to. You know how many times I've heard some people, someone saying, hey, Michael, can I just, you know, when I'm pulled over by police, can I put my gun on the dashboard there and just sit in the dashboard, a gun by itself, you know, when I'm pulled over by the police officer? No, you can't. Not if it's, it's not in a holster. And that may not be a smart thing to do. Come to class. I'll tell you what's smart, what's not smart. You know what's happening uh, next Saturday, Zach? This coming Saturday? Guns and giggles. Guns and giggles. Well, I tell you, we, I'm gonna tell you, we'll tell you some funny stuff that happens when people walk to the gun store. Guns and giggles. And the one thing about guns and giggles at Central Texas Gunworks, if you rush my stage and attack my comedians, I will shoot you. Are you stupid or something? <laughs> so try me. <laughs> and you, and this is all recorded. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. All right. So yeah, come to Guns and Giggle Giggles next Saturday at Central Texas Gunworks. We can have free. We're gonna have free food. Free drinks, free beer, free liquor. Come on, the guns and giggles. Get a laugh, have some food, get a little drunk. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. So we're talking about what happened in Buffalo, New York. We're talking about Trump. Trump takes over Austin, Texas. He promises, you know what? He says he's going to take back the White House in 2024. Man, I tell you, liberals were just dying yesterday in Austin. We'll talk about that after the next break at the top of the hour. <laughs> tell you, man, they're saying, ah, oh, the rally wasn't that big. Not that many people were there. Oh, that's not true. It was packed house. Every time Trump speaks, it's a packed house. It's uh, all fake news. Exactly. And so he came to Austin. He came. He owned this city, took over Austin for a day. And he says he's also going to go back and take over the White House in 2024. We're talking about the madman, the crazy guy that went to Buffalo Supermarket in Buffalo, New York, and killed 10 people. In San Antonio, we're talking about the school district down there in San Antonio. It says, you know what? They're going to refuse to be victims down there in San Antonio. Instead, they're going to allow their teachers to carry guns at school. It's time to, you got to stop being victims. You got to prepare yourself in case something was to happen. You know, uh, you know what? And you know, to those people that are naysayers about what I say, um, this is why you wear a seatbelt in your vehicle. You don't wear a seatbelt in your vehicle because you're trying to get into an accident. You wear a seatbelt just in case something was to happen. You can protect yourself, you know, or that seatbelt can protect you. That's the purpose. So the same thing for carrying a firearm. You're going to learn today. And by the way, our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512 Six four three five four eight three. Give me a call. 
If you have any questions about any gun laws, uh, you're sitting around the table right now. You're driving your vehicle. You're driving through downtown Austin, Texas, just passing through, and you have a question about a gun law, a Texas gun law. You want to know, you know, what happens? Can I buy a gun from a friend? Can they just transfer it to me? Do I have to get it registered? Do I have to take it out of that person's name and put it into my name? Give me a call and ask me those hard questions live on air. Nothing easy. I don't want easy questions. I want hard questions. Ask me some hard. You know, can I um, can I open carry handgun? I've been convicted of this. I've done that. How about a felon, a convicted felon? Can a convicted felon carry on the Texas Constitutional Carry Law? You know, let's let's ask call and ask those questions because I'm telling you, I was I was out visiting some gun stores and some pawn shops here recently, and I was at a particular store talking to the manager, the general manager of this particular business, and he said, "Man, he he was shocked that back in September the first of 2021, when the Texas Constitutional Carry Law went into effect, he was shocked and surprised by the amount of people that were walking into his store." that thought that they didn't have to do a background check to purchase a firearm because Texas now had a constitutional carry law. What in the world? And this is why you need to take your butt to class and educate yourself. If you think you can walk into a gun store, a federal firearms licensed dealer, whether it's a pawn shop, a gun store, you walk into a federal firearms licensed dealer, you have to do a background check. You have to fill out a firearms transaction record. You know, you got to fill out that paperwork if you're going to take a gun out of that store and they have to do a background check on you or unless you have a license to carry a handgun from the state of Texas and then they can bypass the background check. But you still have to fill out the form regardless. You know, and the fact that people ask those questions and argue with you, you know, you don't argue with me. You're not educated enough to to, 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 to debate me. Instead, listen to what I tell you. Do as I say. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> you know, come to class and learn the laws. My goodness, I get so frustrated. I, my, my, I, this week, you know, Zach, I was, um, yeah. I walked in class on Saturday, and I had to catch myself, you know, because, uh, well, every once in a while, I don't take my blood pressure medicine. So I walked in class and I started yelling at, you know, the employees. And and Matthew came over. He said, "Michael," I said, "Yes, Matthew." What? He goes, "Michael, take your blood pressure medicine." <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I looked at him. I felt so bad. <laughs> I just shrunk down. I said, "Ooh." I said, I'm yelling and screaming, aren't I? <laughs> the fact that he walked over to me and whispered, Michael, take your blood pressure medicine. <laughs> vein in your head's about yeah, to pop. Yes, it made me feel so bad. It's like, oh my goodness, I must be really coming across really mean right now. Aww. You can't handle the truth. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, it is what it is. So I listened, I did. So I took my blood pressure medicine, and then, you know, about 30 minutes later, I was nice and calm. <laughs> Stop yelling at everyone. It's like they know it's like, okay, something's wrong with him. <laughs> He's not taking his mess. <laughs> Stay away from him. Stay away from him right now. And then we're, you know, we're in South Austin and it's always something going on in South Austin, you know, whether it's the the people that are behind us, you know, that are trying to break in in the middle of the night, you know. And I swear, there's not a month that goes by that we don't have some type of break-in attempt. I don't even call the police anymore. It's not even worth the energy. You know, why call the police? You know, because they're just, they're, by the time they get there, the people, you know, because they're busy on other calls. We don't have enough police in this freaking city, you know, to handle the amount of calls that come in at three and four o'clock in the morning. We just handle it ourselves, you know. I'm just going to go out there with a belt and just start beating criminals. <laughs> I start whipping criminals with a belt. <laughs> It's like, like Batman. Yeah, like Batman. Just beat him with a belt. 
Not gonna, I'm not gonna belt man. Yeah, belt man, Batman. I'm just, yeah, just smack him around. I'm not. I'm not calling the police anymore. I'm done calling the police. I'm done. Now nah, I'm just gonna go out there and start spanking some criminals. Yeah. They need a spanking. They need a spanking. They didn't get one from their mama. Obviously, didn't get one from the mother. That's right. Yep. So <laughs> I'm like, we're done with this, you know, because there's no use. They're not gonna take a police report anyway, you know. So why bother? <laughs> oh man, is it? Uh, let's see. Let's go to Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, oh, the Bucks game. Is that what it was? Uh huh. It's a playoff game. So, a shooting took place around 11 p.m. on Friday. Uh, there were thousands of fans attended this Bucks game six. It was game six. They lost to Boston Celtics. Go figure. Of course, they're going to lose to Boston. I mean, Boston, whatever they're called. <laughs> I'm a Heat fan. Go Heat. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Miami, baby. I'm no Boston Celtics fan. Uh, Bolts and Celtics. Whatever. <laughs> so they lost to Boston in the Eastern Conference semifinal playoff series hours earlier. And the victims range from, let me tell you, this is crazy. Uh, quite a few victims. It's like 15 to 46 or something. Was it that many? Well, the ages. Right? Yeah, 15 to, yeah, 15 to 47 years of age were the victims, and all are expected to survive. Thank goodness. Uh, well, that's but a gang shooting right there for sure. Oh, yeah. It's, this is gang-related. You know, they're calling mm-hmm. this a mass shooting. No, someone was targeting a specific person. They weren't shooting random people. It was a massive amount of people shooting at each other. Right, because yeah. a bunch of people pulled out guns. And I'm like, hold on. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. Did we not? We just left a sporting event. You can't carry a gun at a sporting event. This is Milwaukee, though. Have you ever been to Milwaukee? Hey, you got, apparently, they need to, they need to work, work those uh, security machines. Those metal detectors are not censored correctly. It was on the street, I think. Yeah, but they just left the game, the game though. We just we just walked out the game. Something happened, and everyone's pulling out guns. No, we've played that uh, video of the, uh, the security guy with officer. the wand. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. He, or he doesn't even have a wand. He's just like. Yeah, he's just like, whatever. Yeah. He's using the force. <laughs> he doesn't even touch people he just puts his He's hands like, i'm using the force six inches away i'm feeling your weapon and then lets him in <laughs> i'm feeling it from a distance i can tell <laughs> if you're carrying a gun i'm using the force so they're calling this a mass shooting in downtown milwaukee i don't call it a mass shooting uh seven people were wounded late friday shortly after fans left a nearby nba playoff game according to the milwaukee police department the shooting took place around 11 p.m just blocks away from the stadium where thousands of Bucks fans, you know, were attending this game six. And so it added that 10, 10 people had been taken into custody and nine guns were recovered. <laughs> so literally everyone started pulling out guns. <laughs> and apparently they weren't supposed to have them. That's why they were taken into custody, and that's why their guns were were confiscated. So the shooting came hours after three people were shot in a separate, totally separate incident uh nearby. You know, this is just insane. Milwaukee's rough. It is. It is. You're it's right. A rough place. Rough little town. Yeah. It's Wisconsin. They don't know how to act up there in Wisconsin. That's depressing to be up there. You it's get cold. The, right now, we're getting what uh, 14 hours of sunlight, and they're getting. They probably get. I don't know. Eight. And then not, not enough sun. Not enough. Right. And then the radiation. winter. You're so depressed. I know people that are from there that know. They're just you know, sad, a miserable dozen people. people that committed suicide while they were in high school. It's mm. just this dark, depressing place. And I mean, no hating on uh, Milwaukee, but I mean, My goodness, I wouldn't want to live there. No, you want to live coming there? from Texas, where we have sunshine and heat, and there it's just Wisconsin's like Wisconsin's supposed to be nice, and, though. 
Wisconsin, some parts in the like summertime, up north. So you're saying summertime, oh, summer, summertime, go there. In wintertime, the come yeah. to Texas. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people do that too. They do. I have a lot of customers that actually live up north, the Wisconsin area. Well, Wisconsin, that state, and they come to Texas six months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Quite a few customers that do that. Yeah. And, but it's yeah. a rough place. I mean, it's a you know very urban area with uh, a lot of urban. Violence. What is that code word for something? Uh, it's like a city. <laughs> what does that mean, urban? What are you saying when you say urban? It's not rural. It ain't rural. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's urban. What does that mean? Are they dark? It means there's gang violence. <laughs> are you saying they're darkies? <laughs> I'm calling you out. We come back from the break. We got some more news to talk to you about. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about California. I think there's an update of the numbers in California. More news is coming in about this. Uh, our producer has an update of what's happening in California, that mass shooting at the church. Yeah, Mike, the latest we've got is from the sheriff's office there in Laguna County is one dead, four injured. Details still developing there. They do have a shooter in custody. Uh, they're expecting more details at a press conference later this hour. Wow, I tell you, you know, you you got to even when going to church, and I don't go to bad places. You know, I enjoy going to church. I like I like, you know, when I don't have a class going on. I like going to random churches around the city, you know, to just you know fellowship with uh, you know previous students and customers. And I actually like to go and sit with them in church, you know, while we're you know we're praising the Lord. And I believe you, me, I always carry even in church. And so you know that's. You would think a place like that, home, church, that's the one, those are the places you f- should feel safe and relax. You would think, you know, you shouldn't have to be on your P's and Q's. But unfortunately, that's where we are today. <clears throat> because crazy, when crazy shows itself, you have to be there to stop crazy. All right, so there's a TikTok video. Oh, you know what? Before we go into TikTok, Austin, Texas. Trump came to Austin. That's right. Uh, former President Donald Trump. He took over Austin, Texas, and, and shut down this city on Saturday. <laughs> was it? May 14th. And so he did a nice, a huge rally, a big, you know, huge turnout, as a matter of fact. And that's, that's actually pretty impressive for Austin because Austin is the liberal mecca, that blue dot in a sea of red. And he was able to come to Austin with massive numbers. Even though the media is saying not that many people showed up, that's all fake news. Because take a look at this video from the Trump rally. So you're looking at the video where, man, there there are thousands of people there. So when they're saying, ah, it wasn't a big rally. Yeah, it was actually was pretty big. It lasted all, all day. And people attended all day. 
this rally. And so don't, I, I hate the news media when they, you know, just blatantly lie to you uh, without showing any pictures about it. You know, they, so there's video and it was in Austin and it was massive. Even in Austin, the liberal Mecca. And that's why they're trying to downplay it, because it happened in Austin. And in Austin, he was supposed to have more protesters than supporters. But that was not the case. So nothing but, as Donald Trump says, it fake news, right? Nothing but a bunch of fake news there. Uh, so TikTok, TikTok reveals the horrors of a Dollar Tree in Texas with only one employee. Zach, can you imagine going to the store, a major store like Dollar Tree, and only one employee in the entire store? The cashier, you're trying to find something down the aisle, and there's only one employee? That place is a cluster, I'll tell you that. I went to Dollar you went there? Tree for the first time. Did you go uh, to this one, though? In Austin. I don't know if it was this one. Okay. One off of uh, thirty-five. Uh huh. Um, this is no, this is off of Montopolis. Oh, I can't even imagine. Over oh, there. I'm going over there. I'm going. I got to check this place out. But go ahead. So you went into Dollar Tree? Yeah, and you know how at uh, places like Target or even Walmart or H E B, all the aisles are just curated, and um, you know things are where they're supposed to be. But some of these aisles just look like. A tornado went through. Okay. <laughs> and there were multiple employees there. Ooh, wow. Well, this this Dollar Tree in Austin, Texas, only had one employee. So there's a viral TikTok video that revealed the horrors, just horror of what it looks like at a Dollar Tree in Austin, Texas, that has one employee on staff. And according to this user, Felipe Bazan, who posted the video that showed only one manager named Maggie scrambling to run the location by her lonesome little self. Poor Maggie. The video was posted on April the 30th, highlighted the walls of boxes all over the Montopolis dollar store, shelves unstocked, and how people who, you know, who don't even work at this place were trying to help Maggie out. You know, customers are like... We'll stock the shelves for you, Maggie. We're going to help you out. Customers are like, hey, I'll, I'll run this register over here, Maggie, for you. Customers. So the employee told the TikToker that the store was closed three days prior because he stopped working due to the working long hours, um, working long hours along with not receiving a break. And in a recent video on, on Wednesday, May 5th, Felipe Bazan updated his page to say the Dollar Tree has been closed since the video went viral. Oh, so that, that's when they step in. Oh, everyone knows <laughs> what happens in the dark soon comes to light. Better do something about it now uh, that everyone knows. Now everyone knows. Now we're going to do something. Wow. Shame, 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 shame. So it has, uh, it has received more than 3.8 million views and 587,000 likes. And the caption just says, this is wrong, guys. Walls of boxes all by herself, the TikToker said in the video. This is unacceptable. Lately, Dollar Tree has been dealing with the backlash as employees are starting to speak out about their work environments. On April 22nd, U.S. Senator Patty Morrow, from Dem uh, a Democrat from Washington, the chair of the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pension Committee, wrote the chief executives of Dollar Tree and Do uh, Dollar General and Dollar Tree which also owns Family Dollar to protect workers and demand answers about the company's unacceptable treatment of their employees. It comes a flurry of reports, lawsuits, and investigations have revealed unsafe working conditions and wage violations 
at the Dollar Tree chains despite record growth and profits. Mind you, this is unsafe because now you're allowing, you got one employee working a store, you're giving the opportunity of criminals coming in and doing whatever they want to your employee and to your product and your business. Unsafe, not wise, very dumb. Shame, shame, shame. Just sad and shameful. All right, so Dollar Tree, get it together. Get it together. Fix it. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen. Not going to happen again. All right. So let's let's see what else is going on. Ah, a federal court has struck down the California law prohibiting sales of semi-automatic firearms to anyone under 21 years of age, according to a decision filed on Wednesday. The law, which had been in effect since July 1st of 2021, also restricted purchases of semi-automatic weapons to one per month of all ages. Hmm. Judge Ryan Nelson of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals said in his opinion that the law infringed on the Second Amendment rights of those ages 18 to 21. America would not exist without the heroism of the young adults who fought and died in our revolutionary army. Today, we affirm that our Constitution will protect the right that enabled their sacrifice, the right of young adults to keep and bear arms, according to Judge Nelson. Let me tell you, you know, the way it works in Texas, if you are 18 years of age, you can come to Texas, be a resident of Texas, and you can purchase a long gun rifle or shotgun from a gun store at 18 years of age. You can get yourself an AR-15, walk into the gun store, fill out the firearms transaction record. As long as you pass the background check, you can walk out with the gun. You don't necessarily have to be a resident of the state. The way the law works is, the federal law, you can be a resident of a neighboring state and still go into the gun store and buy a rifle or shotgun. You can be from another state that's not a neighboring state. As long as their state allows this to happen, that gun store can choose to sell you a rifle or shotgun if they choose to. It's going to be up to the, the gun store's policy. You, you know, so come to, once again, come to class. Educate yourselves so that way you know what your rights are. <laughs> oh, people are going to learn eventually. Uh, let's see. What else is going on, Zach? What's going on? Let's go man on fire. What is man on fire? You see that story? Man on fire. Man on fire. Let's see. A man is dead after police say he doused himself with a flammable liquid and then set himself on fire. This happened in Missouri, Chillicote, Missouri. Uh, the police department says several people called 911 to report a suspicious man. At first, the report said that they may uh, he had a container of flammable liquid and asked businesses for lighters. <laughs> then someone noticed the man the same man driving erratically and speeding in a rip, rip, uh, I'm sorry, in a bus as he entered the Chillicote city limits. Attorney for Missouri Hospital staffer charged with murder says she'll turn herself in. Officers stopped the bus and tried to talk to the driver. Instead of complying, the department said the man jumped out of the driver's seat and ran to the back of the bus. Officers said the man refused to follow their instructions to exit the vehicle and the bus windows were heavily tinted, so officers were unable to see inside. They said during that time, the man poured flammable liquid on himself and ignited it. He then ran from the bus toward the officers. 
Investigators share suspect SUV photos and all that kind of stuff. The officers used a fire extinguisher to try to put out the flames and save the man's life. The victim was airlifted to a hospital but died from his injuries. You know, once again, you know, you got someone who's mentally unstable, you know, doing crazy things. It doesn't have to be a gun. It doesn't have to be a knife. It could be setting yourself on fire, literally, and running toward people to try to burn them as well. You know, they don't have to do it with a firearm. They could do it with a knife. They could do it with any object, a bat, a stick, anything to commit these heinous crimes. And you happen to be there involved. You just happen to be at the wrong place or the right place at the wrong time. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come It Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins of Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we are going to give you an update. I'll have the producer give us an update a little later on about that shooting at the church in Southern California. But before we get to that, let me tell you, what's, what's going on in Af- not I almost said Afghanistan, Ukraine. <laughs> I can never remember this country. What's going on in Ukraine? Well, uh, they're saying that Russia has lost a third of their ground forces. A third? In Ukraine. That's, that's lack of training. That's lack of preparation. That's poor leadership. Lack of home field advantage, too. And lack of home field. And the fact that, don't forget, the Ukraine citizens, their determination to stop you know, someone from taking their country over. And let's not forget the 10,000 fully automatic rifles that were given to the civilians to help them and deter just Im- these attackers as well. And just imagine what they could have done if they'd been given that a year prior, two years prior, and had a little training. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Yeah, they were just handed these automatic weapons. Here, training. go forth and do great things. Like, here's this button, there's that button. <laughs> right. That's the one that won't <laughs> shoot. This the one that will shoot. Go forth. Pull this trigger to make it shoot. And point that way, homie. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Literally. Just imagine what they could have done with a little training. That's with no training at all, just throw, given weapons. And how many Russian soldiers? How many? A lot. Uh, about how many troops? You said a third? Oh, they're saying a third. A third. Of Russian troops. Wow. Sad. Have been lost. Imagine. Yep. What, that's, why, that's why I never thought, I never looked, when I looked at Russia, I never perceived Russia as a country that can come close to causing us any problems at all. Not other us, than other than nuclear, other small countries in their area, they probably nu- could. And I, honestly, I don't think half their nuclear arsenal would actually work. I think it's so old and outdated; <laughs> it may blow up. They, they may end up killing themselves before it even gets off the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah, because their stuff is so old and outdated, and it just literally it, it goes off. You know, they have alarms and things that go off, and they can't even control it. Mm-hmm. And then they realize, oh my goodness, what's happening? We can't control this. We can't stop it. And all of a sudden, it just stops all by itself. Did you ever see the miniseries Chernobyl on HBO? No, I have not. It's a very interesting uh, look into the Soviet government mm. and how they handled things. Really? Just kill Basically, him? they just wanted You disagree everything. with me, we kill you. Well, that was like uh, World War II Soviet government. They definitely did that. But this one, basically... 
they did not want any talk of uh, basically all they wanted was reassurances from everyone. That's all they wanted. They wanted everybody just to say, oh, it's, this is working great. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Everything is amazing. That's why it doesn't work. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not working for you. And when people came in and said, oh, no, uh, we need more time to do this or that, they're like, nope, uh-uh. Nope, it's got to be amazing. Sorry. Well, let's go to New York City. Uh, the New York City Mayor Adams blasted gun rights advocates on Friday as well as their argument that good guys with guns saved lives, saying simply that their position on the issue is dumb. That's his argument. <laughs> he says it's just dumb. Well, you know, I disagree. And, you know, and, and, and in Texas, Mayor Adams from New York City, we can actually carry guns on public transportation on the city bus. In Texas, we can carry guns on the train, the metro rail. You know, here in Austin, Texas. So we don't have those problems on our public transit system that you do in New York City. So good guys with guns does matter and it does save lives. Because in Texas, we show you that. You know why? Because this is Texas, the Lone Star State. Come and take it. <laughs> He's According to the mayor, he says, this is not Jesse James and the Sundance Kid. We can, you know, you who can draw fast as you know. I disagree. He who shoots first. It stops the person wins. Mm-hmm. I totally disagree. Uh, so uh, come to Texas, Mayor. We'll give you a class, and we, we'll, we'll learn you before the end of the day. I promise you. Let's go to Houston, Texas. Houston. A Houston woman allegedly shot a boyfriend dead when uh, he declared love for another woman. Now, this is crazy, cray-cray. <laughs> uh, 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 so uh, Karen... Go figure. (laughs) Uh, Her name is Karen. Ladies and gentlemen, her name is Karen. Karen, who is 51, was arrested on Saturday following reports of a shooting at a Boutros Roof Drive of Harris County, according to the sheriff's department there. Deputies found James, 41, with multiple gunshot wounds, according to the sheriff, and the male was transported to the hospital and pronounced deceased. And so... uh, Karen <laughs> had been in a relationship with uh, Mr. Hargrove for seven years and had lived together on and off, according to the news reports. And the other woman, who is 41-year-old, she was 10 years younger. See, that's a problem, Karen. You got to keep yourself in shape. You know, <laughs> you got you to gotta work to keep your man. Uh, was reportedly with uh, Mr. Hargrove when he died. She, and she is said to have told authorities she believed Hargrove and Karen had an open relationship. And Karen appeared before a judge on Monday when her bond was set at $75,000. This gets even more interesting because Uh-oh. the guy was actually married to another woman. Oh, oh, oh yeah, he's a swell. Oh, yeah, he's he like, look, you can't, you know, he's like, I look, I got needs and you're not giving them to me. I need multiple people to fulfill those needs. <laughs> so this woman that killed him wasn't even his wife. She was the, she was a side, side piece. <laughs> She wasn't even the main slice. You're not you you're not even in rotation, honey. You're like the third. I know on Sunday. You're the third one down the line, ma'am. You don't even rate to get angry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you you know you're not high enough on the scale to be that upset to where you pull out a gun and shoot and kill this man. You know he's got a wife, he's got a girlfriend, and you down there at the bottom, and you're ten years older. Get a grip. Go to the gym. Get yourself in shape, Karen. Find you another man. Better yet, too late. I, yeah, I guess you're going to find your woman in prison. Holla. Don't drop the soap.
<laughs> so a woman allegedly fired shots with an AR-15 she bought on the street. Guess how much? How much, Zach, how much do you think this lady paid for this, this AR-15? Mm, $200? $200. $200. $200. She bought her AR-15 off the street. So Memphis, go nasty, nasty Memphis. Where do you get AR-15s for $200? From nasty Memphis, of course. <laughs> of course. So Memphis police arrested a woman who allegedly admitted to shooting at two women with an AR-15. Uh, the incident happened on May 7th in the 4,000 block of Giggum Drive in Westwood. The victims were walking in a neighborhood when a woman in a black in black gloves opened her front door and began shooting from inside. According to an affidavit, the suspect identified as Jasmine, Cray Cray Jasmine, and every Jasmine I know is crazy. Don't call me. Don't write me. Don't send me Facebook messages. Every Jasmine I know is Cray Cray. <laughs> I'm just saying you know. Uh, told police she bought the high-powered weapon off the street for $200. That's right. I just bought it for $200, and I let him know. <laughs> Rice confessed to firing four shots at the victims. She now faces two counts of aggravated assault, according to the records, and the average price for an AR-15 is anywhere from $600 to $2,500. My goodness, Fox 13, you get a star. You got it right. <laughs> and uh, more. More guns are being stole, st- stolen out of cars in alarming and an alarming trend a- across the nation. Do you know the number one uh, place that criminals get their guns? It's going to be from a vehicle, people. From a vehicle. So please do not leave your gun in your vehicle overnight. More guns are being stolen out of vehicles in many U.S. cities, according to this new data an- analysis, which was first obtained and independently verified. It's an alarming trend as shootings rise nationwide, propelled in a large part of by firearms obtained illegally. From 2019 to 2020, at least 180 cities saw a rise in gun thefts from vehicles, which now makes up the largest source of stolen guns, according to this, according to the nonprofit agency Every Town for Gun Safety, unfortunately. So lock your guns up. That way we don't give them any ammunition to try to come and take them from us. Lock them. You can't hide them. Remove them from your vehicle, bring them in the house every night, and lock them up. All right, so um, let's see. I want to get an update on this shooting in California. What's going on, producer? Yeah, Mike, the latest on this, uh, still not a lot of details from officials. This is happening in Laguna Woods, California. That's about 50 miles southeast of Los Angeles. One person dead, four people critically injured, a fifth with minor injuries. Police say they do have a suspect in custody, and they're planning a press conference in about 30 minutes. So we'll have some updated details, hopefully in the next hour or so, from officials there. So stay tuned to Talk 1370 so you can get an update on when that press conference goes live. You'll definitely hear it here on Talk 1370. All right, so for those people that are listening live. Uh, let's go to, man, where is this? I don't even know what city this is. But a man who was recently released from jail allegedly killed a, a mother on a city bus in Phoenix, Arizona. That's where it was. Just guess what? Zach, hmm. 72 hours after he was released from jail. I believe that. 72 hours. Uh, so additionally, reports suggest that Joshua Bagley, this scumbag, 26, was only released because of a litany of mistakes and miscommunication by the officials. This Joshua Bagley scumbag was locked up in Arizona's Maricopa County Jail but was released on the morning of May 3rd, less than three days later on May 6th, 
Phoenix police allege he strangled 41-year-old Diane Craig, who was riding a bus in the city. Bagley reported fled from the scene and was still at large as late as May 10th. So I'm not sure what happened between May 10th and now. Let me tell you, people. You need to carry. You need to train. You need to take a class. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out there and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.